and welcome to the Hyper Combo Finish Podcast, number six, the first one in a very long time. Joining me, as always, is Marie Care. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> um, we have been super busy with our lives. Uh, I know my life particularly. Uh, I was in a job, and then I left that job, and now I'm starting a new business that's still sort of kind of a secret. Um, it won't be a secret for long, but... Starting a business and being a dad, my god. Um, Having a child who is a two-year-old is awesome, uh, but also really, really time-consuming. How has your life been going, Marie? Kind of similar to you. I had a job, I left that job, and then I left that job, and now I have another job. You are a job hopper, and it's awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, jobs. I'd have to say that the job I had between leaving jobs was pretty relevant to our podcast. I was uh, working at a place, let's call it an advertising agency, working on um, Destiny, Call of Duty, Advanced Warfare, and Skylanders. All the bros are just jumping out at you right now. Word, I was flexing a lot. I uh, started taking anabolic steroids. Um, (laughs) I slapped a lot of asses and whipped a lot of towels at people. It was pretty amazing, um, but I am not doing that yet again. Cool. Well, well, now yeah. you can get back to being a woman. Yes, I can. It was really hard because one time this guy told me in high school that if I ever had to have a penis and balls, that I would die the first day. <laughs> I never understood why? Well, what that was. Like, so he why? never explained further? It, that was no, just... he said, you just couldn't handle it. You would die. You, would, you don't know about the secret rituals you have to do to stay alive when you have a, a penis. Well, here's the thing, and I want to ask you about this as a male yourself, or so I'm assuming. Um, 50% of the population, give or take, manages to exist on a daily basis. Is it really that challenging? It's not that hard. I mean... <laughs> That's what she said. Arguably, I don't know what percentage would die. Uh, you know, maybe maybe 1% of that, half, of that 50% doesn't make it every day, you know? Oh, um, wow. Okay. But... Yeah. Uh, it's not that hard to be a man. No, you. it's not that hard to exist. So, speaking of Destiny, you were in the beta. Um, Word. You got and me the into alpha. the I don't know. Someone got me in the beta. My friends got me in the beta. Um, but then it turned out they let, like, let anyone into the beta, right? Pretty much. Yeah, but I played the alpha, so there. Take oh, that. man. So you played yeah. an even crappier version. <laughs> no, I actually, I legitimately think, and it's not because I, you know, had some ties to the game. I legitimately think that Destiny is an exceptional game. It's going to be one of the greatest new IP releases of my lifetime. Take wow. that. Yeah. Wow. You know, I, I actually did not think it was crappy. I just said crappier. <laughs> I didn't mean to imply that I thought it was crappy. You know, I actually thought the gameplay was solid. Like, it was mm-hmm. one of the few console games I've played in a while where I'm like, oh, yeah, the gunplay. I can... This is... It's, it's fun to shoot at things, which is kind of rare now. Well, let me ask you about that. So, do you play Call of Duty? I have played... Call of Duty, I haven't played the most recent three, I guess. Well, so what would you think about the sort of the gun controls in Call of Duty? Um, you know, I think they let realism get in the way of fun, which is a weird thing to say about Call of Duty because it is not a realistic <laughs> game at all. But mm-hmm. um, the, the, the way the guns control, it seems like they went to a range and really studied how real guns shoot and tried to mm-hmm. mimic it. And I don't think it's as fun as shooting a big honking rocket launcher at uh, your feet and jumping into the sky. So, so that's the thing, like, I'm used to playing Call of Duty, and when I play a bungee game, like a Halo game, I feel like the gun, the gun controls are just too arcadey. Like, it's so easy to kill shit. And I felt like that same thing was happening in Destiny, but they sort of 
I don't know, tried to hedge towards a little bit more realism. But yeah, I do think it's a little too easy at times. Uh, I, I could see that coming. Um, you know, I actually really like the arcadey feel in general. Like that is when people talk about an arcade, a game being arcade-like, it usually means oh, Chris likes it, um, <laughs> because it's it's trying to distill fun into a, a quick bite-sized thing. Yeah, but in in terms of shooting games, yeah, your Halos, I definitely like a lot more. Uh, and Halo, I feel like it is this spiritual successor to Goldeneye, and Goldeneye was mm. the first console shooter that I thought was halfway decent um of course it hasn't aged well at all no oh my no. god but i've yeah. tried playing that recently and it's it's not as fun so yeah the the call of duty i, I don't enjoy the, the everything about it actually really <laughs> um, the the way the iron sights work the way when you shoot any useful weapon it just flies up into the air and you have to constantly like it's not a fun sort of challenge to me uh, to, to aim. I feel like you haven't spent enough time in the game because there's a, a wide range of weapons that you can use and different modifications you can make to your weapons to um, sort of mitigate the recoil, if that's what your problem is. Or, you know, there are different sights you can use. You can not ADS and just hip, you know, hip fire the whole time. Yeah. I don't know, man. Are you playing single you know, I, player I, or multiplayer? I was playing single player exclusively pretty much. Uh, yeah, when fuck I, when that, I had dude. Played it. Um, but, but you know, actually recently I've been playing Titanfall, um, and Titanfall is pretty much Call of Duty, right? <laughs> so um, I don't like Titanfall. And that's fascinating to me, because you love Call of Duty's mechanics, and the mechanics are uh, in large part similar, right? Uh, well, okay, well, you have Titans, so there you go. You have wall running, you have all this boost shit, and it's just, and, you know, frankly, Advanced Warfare, the new Call of Duty, is going to have, like, exoskeletons that help you do that shit, too. But there was something sort of limited and gritty about Call of Duty, and maybe they went over the top with the greedy realism, but there was something sort of enjoyable about the limitations of that game. Whereas now when I'm playing something like Titanfall and I'm blasting out of my Titan and into the air and shooting bitches on the ground, it's just ridiculous. It's like a, an orgy of teenage wish fulfillment that is just over the top for me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So Call of Duty was, was totally fine, but now Titanfall's just over the top. And <laughs> yeah, you've gone too far, internet. <laughs> Yes, because... I mean, well, everybody wants to shoot terrorists in the face all the time, and but giant robots are it's a dream too far. <laughs> I don't necessarily want to shoot terrorists in the face all the time because I'm a multiplayer Call of Duty player. I want to shoot 10-year-old kids in the face all the time. That's going to come out really bad. That's going to come out super bad. I want to shoot those little internet shits in the face on on. I Call understand that. Yeah, they're, they're terrible. Yeah. I mean, the people who are like, oh, my God, are you a girl? Do you have boobs? And I'm like, well, yes, factually, I do. And I do indeed have boobs. Yeah, I don't mind shooting those dudes. But when I get into the Titanfall and I'm like in space and shit, like I'm like up in the atmosphere looking down on people and, you know, in an impenetrable Titan or running on a wall. It's just the sense of scale was lost for me as well. Um and it was just a little yeah. ridiculous. I don't know. I, I just, I think it was overhyped and it didn't live up to the hype for me. Well, yeah, I think it's an interesting case because it was crazy hyped, but even more so, like the day it came out, people were like, oh, it's not as good as they said. Overhyped, overhyped immediately. And it's kind of become the, the poster boy for overhyped. 
like on the internet, everyone's like, oh, well, Titanfall, they thought that was going to sell Xbox Ones, but no one plays it anymore. Um, and, you, you know, know, I think it's a little unfair, but <laughs> then again, they did set themselves up for it. Uh, I think the game is good. I think it's enjoyable. Um, but, you know, actually going back to the gunplay, I didn't like it a whole lot. And I think now that I'm thinking about it more, one of the things that do I don't enjoy about these games is that I, it doesn't feel like my shots are connecting. Like, it doesn't... It doesn't feel like my gun's doing anything. Maybe you're a bad shot. No, 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 no. Even when I'm hitting, like it, okay. it's not really okay. clear. Like, am I hitting or am I not? I don't know till they die. You know. Hmm. You know. Again, I'm gonna say no. I don't. I mean, I feel like I know when I'm making a connection with a guy. Um, you know, there's just a certain the sound changes. Um, you can see that the guy's body moving. Um, can you? Because it seems to me that they just walk through it until their life is gone, uh, and. The, the sound is identical, and, you know, I, I, man, now, now I do feel like I need to play and pay more attention. Although, you know, I played Titanfall a bunch, and now I've played through Wolfenstein, and that was another problem. That was a problem I had with Wolfenstein, actually, was that I felt that the weapons felt weak and were not fun to shoot. Okay, I want to talk to you about Wolfenstein, and I know we, you and I individually have already done some talking on our own about Wolfenstein, but that game, yes. for me, was awesome. I loved Wolfenstein. I'm really glad you liked it. <laughs> but I don't think that you liked it that much. Um, I was greatly disappointed by it. Um, and I'm coming from a place I really enjoy the series. Uh, the original Wolfenstein was one of my introductions to PC gaming, and I love that game. Uh, the, the, it's one of those games where the soundtrack and the, the, the sounds are lodged in my brain forever. Uh, and I really enjoyed Return to Cast Castle Wolfenstein in 2001. Um, that was great. I didn't play the one that came out before this, the one that was simply titled Wolfenstein. Um, oh, that, I heard that was terrible, though, yeah. I heard it was terrible, too, so didn't get around to it. But this one, you know, I, I went into it pretty excited because it sounded like they had a neat premise and um, they, they were going just kind of for, like, Wolfenstein balls-to-the-wall action, which is all I really want from a Wolfenstein game. Um, but I felt it really let me down. Just enumerate for me the ways in which it may let you down. Okay. Um... First and foremost, like I was saying, the, the gunplay felt sloppy and loose, and it, you know, I want Wolfenstein to have crazy, ridiculous, over-the-top weapons that are fun to shoot, you know, and the enemies should be fun to shoot. Uh, and I never got that from the game, and it's, that's kind of the core of it all. Like, the gameplay was not satisfying. Um, hmm. That was the main thing. Uh, th there are a whole bunch of other nitpicks I have, but uh, here's another deal. <laughs> Every enemy you kill drops ammo and armor, and it's everywhere, and you have to hit a button to pick it up, looking at it every single time. And so, I played this on the PC, so I hammered the E key, like, thousands of times playing this game, and I actually kind of hurt my finger hammering it so much. <laughs> why, why don't they just pick it up automatically? There's never a case where you wouldn't want that ammo lying on the ground. It's not like it's Halo where it replaces what's in your hand. You know, you just... You carry all the weapons, which is great. But why do they do that? Well, first of all, I, you don't need to hit it hard, the button, in order <laughs> for it to work. So just just a heads up for future use. You can just touch it and, and actually work. i keep keyboards, that in mind. Keyboards are very sensitive in that way. And, and the, sometimes there ammo that, there's ammo that's not, not useful to you, depending on how, what your loadout is. Yeah, but who cares? You can carry it all. But ugh, I, I don't feel like it was necessary for me to carry everything, and I, I just want to skimp it. Sometimes I just want to roll. I felt like I wanted to roll the whole game, but the game forced me to hammer E to walk hmm. through a room. <laughs> like the health pickups, there's, you know, there's really, 
the, that was the, the only argument I could see. Is like, oh, well, what if you're at 90 health and it's like a... a but it, they, they have overcharge, so it doesn't even matter. No, the health pickup should go automatically. But the overcharge is a percentage, so you could go back out and fight some Nazis, and then when you're down a little bit more, you can go back for the health pickup. I think it, I, I like that option. I like that it gave me an opportunity to be strategic about what I was doing. So you're saying there were times in that game where you strategically left something on the ground? Yes. Wow. I would recognize that here is a health pickup and that I am going to go through a series of events that's going to be a little bit more challenging than what I'm prepared for. So I'm going to save that. Yeah, um, I would totally leave shit on the ground and then wait, you know, plan. That's fascinating because like the game just kind of wants to shove you through these corridors. It does actually, one of these tropes in games that I really dislike that Call of Duty does all the time is it sets up this story reason why you have to get somewhere really quick. Like, oh my god, the plane is falling. Or, oh my mm -hmm. god, your friend's about to be killed. You have to get there right away. But you don't have to get there right away. Like, you can sit there for 18 days and nothing will happen. Your friend will still be there. The plane will still do whatever it was going to do. Um, and the I, I get that the story is trying to drive like this immediacy and trying to make you invested. But at the same time, they litter the floor with these secret pickups that they want you to explore the environment for. And why... It, why are they encouraging me to explore the environment and at the same time barking in my ears to run? That Does that not bother you? So, I mean, it's something that I have struggled with. And so my solution to this and just in gameplay is that I know I must explore. So if there's not a counter on the screen, I explore. Mm -hmm. um, and, and the only times I know that something is urgent if there's a counter on the screen. But gotcha. I, I do think it, it's like a narrative function. Um, I think you put a, a Miyamoto quote up today I did. right um about you know people who are just sort of sit back and wait to be entertained now for those people who just want to be entertained exploration and uh, finding things discovery that's not important to them so it doesn't matter the urgency of the moment is what matters and so they just carry on it's, I think of it as having, you know, a, like an Easter egg for those of us who are interested in discovery and exploration. It's just a little bonus for us if we're willing to take the time. That's great. And I love that. Um, it's just that for people like us who like to explore environments and find secrets, it means, you know, we have a bit of a narrative disconnect. And it's just kind of like something we have to bear because the game is kind of made not for us. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it, I think in, it's a case-by-case -case basis, right? Some, yeah. it's like obvious. Like Call of Duty, it's just like Twitch event, you know, quick time event, ah, twitchy, twitchy. And, you know, it's really trying, I, to my mind, to get you through the game without your thinking about it much or reflecting on how much it sucks. Right. Right. Whereas, um, you know, other games are a little bit, you know, uh, more delicate about how they approach those things. That's true. So, so you would say that Call of Duty single player does this pretty badly? Yeah, I would say that my experience, and I don't usually play single player, but the times that I have, it's just like, um, it's like the Call of Duty equivalent of, to me, those quick time events in God of War. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Whereas, oh, geez, here we go again. Which is one of the reasons I can't stand that game. Exactly. And so that's the, the, the feeling I get from that game. It's like, uh, we, we don't have a ton of narrative here, but something's rolling out of the back of this room and the place is on fire. You better run. So. And we can't think of a way to make this playable, so we'll just have you mash some buttons. Exactly. And here's a dog. Uh, so, there. 
Yeah. But yeah, I but know. I, you know, it's a case by case basis. And I, and there were times in Wolfenstein, I think just because I have become used to the practice of exploring no matter what the, you know, the narrative is doing, where I would just go way off, off the page, I guess, off book and do whatever the fuck I wanted because I wanted some sort of gold figurine. And it did, I think, break the narrative a little bit for me. You know, RPGs do this a bunch too. And, you know, I, I haven't actually played Mass Effect, but I know Dragon Age had some times where it'd be like, oh, you have to get to the front lines as quickly as possible. But you can also go do eight side missions before you get there, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and have sexy time in your camp. Yeah. Yeah. But so, so Wolfenstein, it sounded like, I, I read your piece about it, and it sounded like one of the things you really liked about it was the characterizations and the storytelling. Oh, yeah. But so you wanted all balls to the wall action. Were you surprised to see that there were feelings? There were human beings and characters um, in this game? You know, I... I expected more, actually, because of what I had read from you. Uh, and the thing is, uh-huh. to me, it kind of suffered from Batman the Dark Knight series, sort of like, I'm a gravelly voice guy, and I'm going to say a whole <laughs> bunch of stuff that's really sad. Ugh. I wish I was having a picnic with my girlfriend in America, but I'm not. I'm in Nazi Germany. That was him all the time to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I mean, I totally see where you're going with that, but I felt as though the individual characters, that motley crew of people, were had enough of a backstory where I could ignore this sort of straight up Christian Baleification yeah. of BJ. I'm glad that you could enjoy Rashkowitz. it. I'm glad that there are people that can enjoy it because lots of <laughs> time and effort goes into that stuff. I know, and you know, I'm just like, oh, they they modeled these people and animated them and voice acted them and wrote them and all this stuff, and it's. <sighs> it doesn't hit me the way it should. <laughs> oh, but I, you know, one thing, just from talking to you while you were playing, I think that might have been disruptive to your gameplay were your technical difficulties. Yeah, you know, I didn't actually have difficulties, but I did think the game was surprisingly ugly. I turned all the settings up. I have a nice graphics card uh, that I, I built this machine just a couple months ago, and it kind of looked like ass. It, it was very strange. Uh, it, it definitely felt like a game that was built for consoles and then, you know kind of ported up to the PC, but it the the t- textures particularly were pretty bad in a lot of places. In, in a game that ex- it, it encouraged you to explore your environments a whole lot, but the environments, it, it just kind of led me to finding all kinds of ugly, rough edges all over the place, and uh, it took me out. And at first I thought I was being picky, and then I started playing Watch Dogs, um, and Watch Dogs is actually way prettier. Like... Hmm. It feels like a next-gen game, um, and I'm playing that on PC as well, and it looks, you know, five times as good. And I'm very I was surprised at that, because I expected better. Wow. See, I, I played on my X-Bone, and I thought it looked great. But I also saw it play being played on, like, basically the top-of-the-line NVIDIA everything at um, my former work, and it looked amazing. So I just, I can't understand. Yeah, you, you um, know, uh, the whole time I'm thinking this, I'm like, oh my God, I've become one of those PC gaming neckbeards who just complains about <laughs> textures and uh, about anisotropic filtering and all that stuff. Um, but, you know, I was feeling it the whole time, it kind of, it took me out, um, which sucks. That really disappoints me. Yeah. Yeah, and another thing, actually, thematically with the game, um, I don't. I want to know if this got to you at all. So you okay. start the game, 
and you're in the end of World War II, and the Nazis have this incredible technology, right? They have these, like, stealth jet bombers, and they have these robots that attack you, and just, like, they have incredible technology well beyond what you would expect, right? Mm-hmm. And then you go into a coma for forever. 14 years. For 14 years, and you come out, and the Nazi technology is pretty much the same. Um, See, okay, okay. I knew where you were going with this when you started, and here is my solution to why that would be. Yes. Okay, so I was like, I okay, they took over the fucking world, Chris. Yes. They have to focus on infrastructure and, you know, putting governments in place, um, dealing with a new and expanded economy, and once you've taken over the world, do you really need to create new weapons? Who is fighting you? Also, they went to the fucking moon, so they had a space program they needed to take care of. Yeah. Um, not to mention all of the summary executions they probably had to do. You had to have giant camps. Come on. Well, see, and, and it was an infrastructure problem. You're right. Um, you know, when you think about it in terms of reality, then yes. <laughs> You know, it makes sense that the biggest significant thing the Nazis have done in 14 years is make a new type of concrete that sucks. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Which they stole from someone else. Which they stole from a Jew who then, um, you know, made it worse. Uh, Yes, intentionally. That's not what I want in a Wolfenstein game, you know? I want future (laughs) Nazis to be sending monsters powered by human suffering at me, you know, firing rockets out of the rockets, you know? I want it to be crazy over the top. Just, like, for no good reason, here's a human torso. You know? Like, that kind of stuff. Um, that's what Wolfenstein's about to me. Well, um, Give you a reason like to really shoot these people and, and hate them. <laughs> Nazis! Do you need a reason I think you kind of do. At this, you know, at, midway through the game, I forgot that they were Nazis. <laughs> mm, uh, and I, I, I think you. they did a great job of characterizing, like, the, the actual speaking line. You know, like, Death's Head and um, uh-huh. Hair Chick. Like... And uh, her boy, her boy toy, whoever those people. Oh, were. they were fantastic. Yeah, they right? were great, those and were... they oh, did a really man. good job of making them like hateable people, and that was fun. But the the grunts you fight, like they all had like stormtrooper masks on, like they weren't even humans. There was no reason. It was felt like I was shooting a bunch of robots the whole game, and I don't want to fight robots. I want to fight terrible Nazis that make me want to shoot them. You know. But wouldn't you argue, or couldn't someone argue, that when you've bought into the Nazi idealism, you're no better than a robot? <laughs> yes, and, and perhaps that's what the game was trying to say. Like, these shock troopers have become dehumanized. I'm like, well, that's great, but it's less fun to shoot at. <laughs> <laughs> I might as well shoot a bunch of toasters. Okay. Well, I think we're just going to have to disagree. And, and I wanted to say that, to bring back your Dark Knight analogy, that... Maybe this wasn't the Wolfenstein we wanted, but it's the Wolfenstein we deserve. <laughs> Perhaps. I'm glad that I'm yeah. glad that it hit all your spots though, and I'm really glad that it was enjoyed by so many people. Like I'm I'm not saying like, "Oh man, this is a shitty game." Like I didn't think it was a bad game. It just disappointed me. And I It disappoints me that it disappointed you. So, yeah. I'm just yeah. Mm. <laughs> bad times. Um yeah, so speaking of the Xbox One, have you been playing that a bunch? You know what? I played it when it first came out, and then I got a PS4, and I haven't touched it since. Wow. Yeah. What? I know. <laughs> it's kind of amazing. And it, what's fascinating is you were super Xbox fangirl at the time, right? Like, you you pre-ordered that. 
Word. I mean, I think my whole sort of adult life, I've been um, hardcore for Xbones or Xbox. Um, I think achievements was genius. Yeah. Um, all the exclusives they get, you know, the early DLC, uh, they they made me a fan, and they kind of screwed the pooch with Xbone. <laughs> so, what about it? Uh, do you think is is so bad? I mean, it's the same stuff that everyone talks about. It's just like, oh, now it's it's trying to be an entertainment system. And while I do use, you know, my consoles for entertainment, it's not my primary use for them. And I think that they neglected a lot of, you know, they just neglected games. Whereas PS4 has been, they, they put the, they put their, what is it, their flag in the sand? What is it? And they said games. Right. And I dig that. I like games. And what's more... When I use Netflix on Xbone, it blows. So it's like even the entertainment parts of it aren't that appealing so to me. So you think that the, by going so broad, they watered down everything they already had? Yes. I mean, the games on there are stupid. I hate looking... I, I don't like Windows. I don't want Windows on my game console. Right. Stop trying to, to sell Windows. <laughs> Fuck. I don't want it. That's interesting. And, um, and you know, the stuff with the mandatory um, Kinect... And talking to my TV, you know, I, there is no one who loves yelling at a television more than me, but it has to work. Yes. And connect doesn't work. See, this is fascinating. I, I mean, I think the company agrees with you at this point because everyone who spearheaded the Xbox One is gone now. <laughs> Um, well, what games on Xbone, ex- Xbone exclusives, like Titanfall? Well, I could, you know, what games have delivered? I could turn and say the same thing about PS4, though. Right? Uh, I see, but the, like, I'm getting things, and I'm playing a lot of indies, right? Yeah. Don't Starve. That's only on PlayStation. Uh, and PC. <laughs> well, of course, it's on PC. But, but in terms of consoles, like my X-Bone versus my PS4, right. Don't Starve, uh, Hohokum, have you played that? I haven't. Oh, it's fucking awesome. And just all the indies, they're, they're sort of putting their money where their mouth is. We support games. Here are some indie games you want to play. Boom. And I think it's really smart of them to go for the indie games at this point because it, it's pretty obvious that they're like big blockbuster AAAs are nowhere near ready. Um, none of them are coming out for another year. So th- they've got to fill it with the indies and the indies have their games already written. And so it, it seems like they've just gone to the indies and said, hey, here's a really easy way to port these games to PS4. Would you like more money? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> yes, I would like the more money. Yeah. And so I I, I, I applaud Sony. It, it was a long time coming for me to get aboard their train but i am on board and i am down and i i kind of want to say like something nice about the expone guys because i feel like one one thing they were trying to do with expanding to entertainment and having connect and having that i think it's called xbox fitness on there i think what they thought they were doing is making a console that's accessible to everyone and i can get on board with that um, it's just that they sort of overshot the mark and they also misunderstood. Like if they're thinking, okay, we need women to buy this, let's put TV shows and workouts on there, then I think they really misunderstand the makeup of gamers today, right? So like women over 18 are now like the fastest growing uh, demographic in games, right? There are more women over 18 or 18 to 35 than there are people or young boys under 18, which is the classic demographic that people market to. Right. Um, 
So I, I, I think they, like, maybe they, they thought they were doing a good thing. Like, hey, chicks. But then they totally misunderstood what chicks do. Yeah, I, I don't even know if it's just chicks. Like, I think they're just hmm. like, we want to go more mainstream. And mainstream likes TV and sports, you know? Um, hmm. And I, I feel like it's interesting to watch, you know, Microsoft do this and not do it very successfully. And to see Nintendo actually did it successfully with the Wii. They you know, went for this whole blue ocean strategy thing. They're like, we want to get as many people on, people who aren't gamers, we want to get them on. And now you, we see this this new interview from Miyamoto, and he's like, F those people. Like, they don't like to play games. I don't like making games for those people because they don't have t- attention spans that are high enough for me. So we're going back. And uh, it, it's it's interesting to see, like, this attempt fail. You know, at, at mass, mass maybe video games are not quite as mass market as we thought. See, I, I, I think that I really, I'm a big proponent of video games are for everyone. It's not as though there are people, when people say I'm a gamer, it's weird to me because don't don't most people play some sort of game? They really do. Head yeah. games, games, some sort of something. Um, it's just finding the right game for you, right? And I, I think that, that we can all live in harmony, Chris. God damn it. I, I agree. You, I there, totally there agree. There can be your Candy Crush bitches and you can, there can be your, you know, whatever you are. Whatever that is. <laughs> I, I, I super agree. I mean, I think I like to think on gaming as in a really broad sense as well. And, you know, I think console gaming, though, like when you talk about games, you're talking about most everyone. And then when you talk about video mm-hmm. games, you talk about fewer people. When you talk about console games, it's even fewer people. Uh, and it seems like mm-hmm. the console game makers, obviously because their businesses, want to try to be everyone. Um, and I don't think you're going to get everyone. And I think that's okay. Yeah. I think it's okay for games to be made that... Uh, only only are attractive to a subset of the population. I think there should just be a, more of them, you know? Just keep on throwing different types of weird games out there until they find their audiences. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I agree. I want more of that. So, so the PS4 you've been enjoying. Now, Fuck I've yeah. been, I haven't I've, I haven't actually played either the, the X-Bone or the PS4, but I do have a PS4 controller that I've been using as my primary controller on the PC now. How do you like um, it? What do you do with the little uh, touchpad area? What's great about it, uh, for Steam especially, is you can map the, the touchpad to be a mouse. Oh. Uh, so you can actually control your desktop and your games using the same controller, which is pretty great. Oh my god, the future is now. Yeah, like you can even like two-hand scroll on web pages and stuff. It's pretty great. Wow, well, that's pretty fancy. Now, to do this, you have to use, you know, these custom drivers that someone wrote, and Sony hasn't finished theirs yet, but... If you do the little bit of hackery required, it's a really good experience. Um, so I, I like the controller. Chris, now that, now that we're talking about consoles, though, I, I still don't have a Wii U. And I, I, I've been considering it ever since Mario Kart 8 came out. And I, I kind of want to ask you, um, why does Wii U matter? Wii U actually matters to me more than it ever has recently. Like, I think it's actually hitting a stride right now. Uh, and it's it's pretty exciting. There's a lot, of, again, like, the indie games, there's a lot of great indie games coming out on it. Uh, but in, in addition to that, you know, Mario Kart 8 is so good. Um, it is so good. There is n- there's no better game to sit down with a group of friends at your in, in front of a TV and play than Mario Kart. Um, and it's just great. Uh, in addition to that, like, I've actually been using it a lot for non-gaming reasons. Um, hmm. It is the best way, I would argue, to browse YouTube videos with a bunch of friends because uh, what's really cool about it is you use the web browser on the gamepad and you're going through YouTube and when you start a video it starts on your television and while that video's running 
you can actually still use YouTube on the bottom screen and find a new video and queue it up, um, which is pretty great when you're having friends over. And I don't know if this happens to you, but I have a feeling a lot of people do this now was when they have friends over, everyone sits down and goes through their favorite YouTube videos of the month. Well, I feel like you should know me well enough by now to know that I would never have friends over. Right. <laughs> but at, at a workplace, let's say. Okay. At a workplace, I can see Wii U being very useful. <laughs> no, seriously. I, I, we and, and my current workplace are actually interested in doing a lot of uh, gaming tests, like seeing how people's minds and breathing patterns react while they're playing different games. And the first game that people always bring up when what they want to play, you know, is Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I've legitimately been considering getting a Wii U for that very purpose. Interesting. And you know, I'm actually very excited because Smash Brothers is coming out very soon. Um, and that looks looks great. And it, all the, the kind of like weird curveballs they've been throwing about the game just get me more excited. Um, I've, I've always enjoyed the series. I actually thought the last game wasn't super great. Uh, Brawl and the Wii, I didn't like very much. But Melee, my god, I played a lot of. And um, really looking forward to this one. Not to mention Bayonetta 2. Uh, Bayonetta 2, which is coming on the disc with Bayonetta 1. Uh, I've never played either, uh, but I, I think I'm going to enjoy it. I'll try it. I feel like I'm not sold, because so far I'm hearing that Mario Kart... Eight is fantastic. Browsing YouTube videos, good. Mm-hmm. Couple um, of games Su- coming out. Super Mario 3D World is really great. Uh, you know what's the, the best experience that has yet to be replicated anywhere else for me is actually Pikmin 3. Hmm. Uh, Pikmin 3, I've been playing with my wife, Kelbot, uh, and it is the, the most fun we've had with a video game to get together ever. Uh, what Pikmin is basically is it's a weird little real-time strategy game where you control these tiny pl- armies of plant things and you basically try to collect fruit and bring it to your spaceship uh but when you're doing a co-op one person's playing on the gamepad the other person's on the tv uh and you are both controlling different aliens and you have to work in tandem in harmony to try to basically get all the fruit as quick as possible and for some reason we've been playing it for the better part of a year and we're still playing it like we we just kind of went back and we're like oh right pikmin 3 is a great game let's play that so we've been playing it like every other night together um so me and my wife love playing pikmin 3 and that's a game that we could not play on any other platform okay and i think you would love pikmin actually so yeah i i have read a lot about it and i've been unable to play it because of my just general disdain for nintendo but yes that does sound like a pretty reasonably good experience Hmm. Yeah, I, I know you're really into fun co-op experiences with spouses exactly. and uh, significant, significant others. Um, it nails that. <laughs> okay, 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 I'm considering it. I mean, Mario Kart 8, honestly, is enough of a reason for me to start thinking about it. But Pikmin, okay. Okay, okay, maybe you win there, Chris McGuire. Uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not, not actually trying to convince you because you have lots of games, I have lots of games. I think it's okay for us to play different games. Um, that's fine. No, it is not okay. No, yes, of course, it's okay. Well, thank you, as always, for uh, for staying tuned and for talking to me, Marie. I know it's a challenge. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, but we, we've got another show planned for real soon. I don't know what it is yet, but it'll be awesome. Just you wait. Yay! Woohoo! Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you.